0: Hey there, welcome to the Crime Connect podcast. This is our first episode and I'm really only kind of doing it on, you know, a whim because we really have to talk about this Kelsey Barrett case. We had, as you guys know, yesterday the preliminary hearing for Patrick Fizzi where a lot of evidence came out and we found out some not-so-fun things, and the biggest thing, though, is that it's left me questioning whether the narrative of the prosecution is correct, and, you know, obviously, Patrick is not innocent. This is not an attempt to get Patrick off of anything. He was either the murderer, or he was a very willing participant. There's no innocent man being framed here. Um, And the same can be said for Crystal because she was a willing participant and she might be the murderer. I don't know. I am questioning a lot of things. So let's dive in. One of the first things that is bothering me a lot is that Crystal says she was scared of Patrick and so even though she knew back in September that Patrick wanted to kill Kelsey, she did nothing. In fact, she did a lot of things that make us question whether she is telling the truth. So, first let's talk about the poison coffee. On, what was it, September 23rd, she brought a caramel macchiato to Kelsey's house, saying that she was a neighbor, thanking Kelsey for helping her find her dogs. Um, She also exchanged phone numbers with Kelsey, giving her a fake number from a burner phone. She says she did all of this at the instruction of Patrick. This was his idea, and that doesn't sit well with me. I don't think a man who wants his mistress to kill his girlfriend is going to come up with the idea that they exchange phone numbers, that they build some sort of rapport with each other. That's ridiculous. But you know who does do that? Stalkers. This is like Lifetime Movie 101, and I know that you know not everything is movie, but these movies are based on real situations and stalkers will absolutely do this. They will cozy up to their target. I don't believe that Patrick told Crystal to do that. I just don't. I I, I I've been wavering on the poison, too, because initially I was saying that she did not buy that caramel macchiato and then not poison it, because what was the point of buying it? But now that I'm thinking of her more as a stalker, I think that was the point. The macchiato and the phone number were to build a rapport. She wasn't there to kill Kelsey like Patrick, well, like she claims Patrick told her to, she was there to try and be friends with Kelsey. And every everything we've learned, I just feel so wrong. You guys are going to hate me. Okay, so that was September 23rd, right? Let me bring up my timeline so that I have it here and I'm not fucking things up, by the way. I love the F word and I don't overuse it, but I will use it. So you're just going to have to deal with it. Do not listen to this around kids, clearly. Okay, so yes, September 23rd was the Macchiato incident. She says Patrick was angry after, but that she would have another opportunity on October 15th. So October 15th, she picks up a steel rod from Patrick and he tells her that she can use it on Kelsey in the parking lot of her townhome. And he tells her to hit her in the back of the head because there would be less blood. Crystal takes the rod. She gets out of the car but leaves the rod in the car. Why are you getting out of the car without your weapon? What was the point of getting out of the car? She didn't say... That she wanted to get out of the car to, we'll have to pots. hold on. Okay, I apologize. I have a four-year-old and I am on bedtime duty and she takes ten freaking hours to go to sleep. Okay, so we're at October 15th. You do not get out of the car without your weapon. What was the point of getting out of your car? She didn't say she was getting out of her car and she thought maybe she would warn Kelsey. She didn't say that. She just said she got out without her weapon. It makes no sense to me. No. I will get back to this. October 23rd, um, she returns to Colorado. This time, she brought a baseball bat from home. Now, if I don't want to do something, I don't really put a lot of effort into doing it. She's put a lot of effort into doing something she claims she did not want to do. This is flying and driving to another state with a weapon. I just... No. So Patrick tells her that she will have an opportunity to attack Kelsey after they exchange the baby. And he tells her, just start swinging. (laughs) Okay. So, Chris, if I laugh, I am just laughing at the absurdity of this. It's just absurd. Crystal says she drove drove to Kelsey's home, but she couldn't do it. So then she drove back back to Patrick's house. Patrick gets angry again. He says, exasperated, if you can't do it, I'm going to have to. Well, no shit, Sherlock. I mean, if you want somebody dead, do it yourself. Have the balls to do it yourself, right? If if Crystal's story is true, I am just so frustrated that he could even manipulate somebody else like this and then get angry because they didn't kill somebody for him. So, on November 3rd, Patrick calls Crystal again with another opportunity. But she says she just can't do it. She's in Idaho. She never comes to Colorado for this one. So. Now we're at. November 22nd. And. You all know this is Thanksgiving. This is the day that Kelsey is last seen. And according to. Crystal. Patrick went to her townhome, went to Kelsey's townhome, killed her with a bat. Convenient that everybody has a bat, I don't know. Kills her with a bat and um, calls her and says, you have a mess to clean up. Now, in my head, I'm thinking, if he already killed her, why does he need Crystal to come and clean it up? Why is it that Crystal has a mess to clean up? Why is he sort of assigning this blame to her if if you know she didn't mastermind the whole thing? So Crystal comes on the 24th. This is two days later. And she says she walks into a horrific scene. Blood everywhere. On the ceiling, on every single wall. Big bloody footprints all around the house. There's even blood in the kitchen on top of the tin foil that covered the cinnamon buns. There's just blood everywhere. So, we're supposed to believe, I guess. And I don't really have any reason to think this isn't true or is true, but... We're supposed to believe that Patrick left the crime scene a horrible, bloody mess for two days and just kind of, you know, took the risk and waited for Crystal to come. Okay. So, you guys know the rest. They take three to four hours cleaning the townhome. They go to Nash Ranch where Patrick has stored Kelsey's body. They pick it up and take it back to his property. (laughs) No, I don't know anything about Nash Ranch. I don't, is this the property he leased? Who owns this property? He felt comfortable enough to store a dead body there, but he didn't feel comfortable enough to burn it there Okay, so he brings it back to his residence, and it's in the black tote, and they burn it in the black tote. And Crystal claims she never actually saw the body. Now, according to the arrest affidavit, Crystal borrowed a car to drive to... Colorado. I'm not sure why she borrowed. She switched cars with her friend. I would love to know why. She didn't do that any other time. Maybe because she flew. I don't know. So she had switched cars with her friend and her friend has a gun in her car and her friend leaves the gun loaded with a clip but no round in the chamber. This is really, nothing made sense to me before, but this is really what got me thinking like, damn, this story is really wrong. Because when she returned that car to her friend after cleaning up the bloody scene and then going back to her life in Idaho, her friend finds that there's one or two bullets missing and there's a round in the chamber. That gun has been used. There's no explanation for that. At least that we know. It's not a crystal story that we know. And... Kelsey wasn't shot, supposedly. So... This is what makes me question everything. And I have a lot of different ideas. And some have like slightly different variances in them. And, and some are just totally different. But I really think... That Kelsey was shot, and I think Crystal did it. And I think Crystal's the one that wanted Kelsey dead. She's the one who was getting angry at Patrick for maybe chickening out. And when he finally attacked Kelsey, because I think he did attack her in the townhome, that. He called her and said, you have a mess to clean up because it's all her idea. Basically, you made me do this. Now you need to come help me clean it up. I think that if Crystal was not in Colorado on the 22nd, which there's a lot of discussion about in our group, then he took Kelsey's body in the tote, possibly alive, took it to Nash Ranch where... She was kept in the Um And when Crystal got to the ranch, whether Kelsey was alive or dead, I think Crystal shot Kelsey. If she was already dead, maybe it was kind of a, a fuck you type of thing. And if she was alive, it was to get rid of her. I'm... I'm just sure that something here is just wrong. And like I describe it in my post in the group, it's like when you've left home and you just know you forgot something that is going to cause a problem. You left the door unlocked. You left the stove on. Something is just not right because there's, there's these holes. And you can make assumptions, but... It's almost as if when I think about Crystal being the mastermind, the holes make more sense. So that's where I am on that. And I know a lot of other people are questioning it too. Questioning is Crystal going to get away with this? Remember, I think she was only charged with one charge of tampering with evidence. If she cleaned that whole apartment, that's a lot more than... One charge of tampering with evidence. And I know a plea deal is the point is to reduce the charges. But god damn. If she walks on this. If she gets anything under the 20 years at least. She's getting away with murder. Even if Patrick killed her. there She knew from September to November 22nd. That Kelsey was in danger. And she knew on the 22nd that Kelsey was dead. And she could claim that she left little breadcrumbs for the police to find. But when the FBI came to her in Las Vegas, she lied to them. How do you leave breadcrumbs for the police to find and then lie to the police? It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It only makes sense when you know... Or you actually believe that Crystal's the mastermind. Crystal had a lot more of a role in this. And she took the opportunity to take a plea deal. So, like what I've described in my post is that she's telling timeline truth. The timeline is correct. Who was where when is correct, most likely. But the reason and the hows and the whys are all jumbled. I 100% believe that. And that's where we are in Kelsey. So if you are not participating in the group, please participate. It's a crazy case. It's one that's got me feeling all sorts of ways. So join us. Let's discuss this. If you think I'm crazy or paranoid, let me know. That'll be fun. (laughs) Thanks for listening. Bye. If you enjoyed this, please join our Crime Connect Facebook page. From there, you could join our main group, The Vault. And we have so many different case-specific groups. They're all listed on the Crime Connect page. I would love for you to join us and follow us. See you there.